Hey, y'all, East Coast Ed here. If you'd like to support this podcast, you can be a monthly supporter for as little as 99 cents a month. This podcast will always be free, but if you help Matt and I out for future episodes, supporters will be shouted out on the show, and large supporters will be randomly selected to do predictions for a big pay-per-view event in the future. So please click the support tab and enjoy the show. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Coast to Coast Combat Hour. I'm your host, Matthew Hawkins, along with my co-host, Ed Carbajal. And on a weekly basis, we plan to bring you the biggest news and interviews in the world of combat sports. Ed, how you doing, my man? Fucking losing my patience over here. <laughs> you and your uh, your East Coast uh, way of life, man. Yeah. We're a, more, we're a little more relaxed here on the West Coast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, this week we're joined by the uh, co-founder and co-owner of the MMACommunity.com forum. Um, you can see him on the forum. Uh, he goes by the screen name Wild, and um, he's here joining us. Uh, my man, how you how you doing? What's up, fellas? What's going on, man? Uh, glad you could join us. Um, obviously, you guys have done a lot for uh, for me, and you know I've done my best to to try to uh, promote your guys' brand. Um, you guys allowed me a, uh, a forum to uh, do some of my writing and um, have given me the opportunity to be your guys' media uh, representative. So, again, I really appreciate uh, what you've done for me personally as well as uh, your uh, your attempt to create a, a forum that uh, is, uh, is a friendly environment for, for MMA fans around the globe. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me on the podcast. It's, uh, it's pretty neat to watch uh... – watch you evolve here a little bit attend the events now you got this podcast going on it's pretty cool to watch yeah just so you know we have the disc we always have the link to the to the forum too and every description on the youtube channel so and we definitely know uh and appreciate all the all the attention you guys give us and support so thanks so thanks for me too hey man no problem i appreciate y'all plugging the forum we got the uh we got the u.s covered here heads on the east coast matt's in cali <laughs> i'm in ohio valley you can tell by my accent. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, uh, I, anybody who's, who's been around uh, the forum or, or heard you on other podcasts knows basically, uh, you know, you started this uh, coming out of the underground um, and, and just saw the downfall of, of some of the attitudes and, and the ways that uh, fans were, uh, I guess, expressing their, their enjoyment or non-enjoyment of the sports and fighter bashing and, and so on. So we're not going to go too deep into that because, you know, we've, we've heard that before and there's no reason to uh, necessarily dwell too much on, on the past. And, and we're not here to badmouth any other forums. So yeah, we're just going to we jump. We don't want Conor McGregor getting uh, Conor McGregor, nut hutter, uh, nut <laughs> getting butt hurt on the forum either. Having to hear it again. No. Yeah. He, uh, <laughs> oh, that guy, that guy. So, uh, so what we're going to do is we're basically just going to, well, we got you on here. We, you know, you're a, you're a good mind in the MMA world. So we just want to kind of go over what's been happening and, and look forward to, uh, you know, the, the next week or two of, uh, of action and kind of get your opinion on stuff. So, uh, with that said, um, you mentioned before we went live that you got to catch the main event between, uh, Tiago Santos and uh, Eric Anders uh, over the weekend, um, quite a brawl for two guys who took that fight on, uh, you know, 
week and two week notice. Yeah, man, it, it would have been interesting to see how that thing played out if uh, if Anders would have had more than six days. I think he had what six days notice, and and uh, two or three of them was traveling uh, over there. Yeah, that can't be easy. You know, it's it's not you go into a, a foreign country, foreign food. Um, you know, I'm not sure exactly where Anders is from, but uh, it, not, not, you know, anywhere in the United States, that's not an easy travel to get down to Sao Paulo. I think that's about 15 hours of travel. So. Yeah, uh, you know, he put up a good fight. Um, Santos looked like he had a little bit of size on him. I know he's talking about staying in the 205-pound weight class, um, where Anders is uh, is more likely to drop back down to his uh, his original uh, middleweight, 185-pound. So, I don't know. Interesting to see where the future goes. But for uh, for a last-minute fight, um, and, and the card in general was was pretty pretty spectacular so you know it was uh did you get a chance to catch that one ed what was your opinion on that fight for uh ufc sao paulo i i saw the whole thing uh i watched everything last week i watched bellator 205 and that um i actually still i i kind of was still gunning for anders to win but i mean uh you know with the heat and everything i don't know how what the temperature was i know they always talk about the heat they didn't really mention it on the broadcast but anders um he there was a few he had his moments in that fight so i i uh and then i read afterwards that um tiago santos wants to stay at light heavyweight now so i um outside of that i don't think any other fights really oh, oh uh, what's her name the girl from ultimate fighter brazil what was her name that that fight really stood out to me she got a submission win armbar uh, uh... Yeah, hold on. I'll tell you here a second, guys. I got the results in front of me. Give me yeah, she's that, early in the card pre on the my, fight pass prelims. Myra Silva, our armbar over Jillian. Uh, yeah, Jillian yeah, yeah, those two Ultimate Fighters. So I didn't yeah. actually catch that she won the Ultimate Fighter, or she was just a, a, a member of the Brazilian. Oh no, she was Contender Series Brazil, not Ultimate oh, Fighter. That's what there it is. And she won her match. That's how she got there. And it was actually a really good. I mean, that was a really good fight. Um, and the way she snuck in that submission was really good against somebody. I think Robertson was pretty well versed in submissions herself. So it was, uh, it was great. And she was really emotional from, for ring entrance to when she won. You could tell it meant a lot for her to fight there, you know, with the UFC brand in her home country. So that was pretty cool. And then uh, obviously the main event. Um, and I know Cowboy Oliveira had a nice win. I'm trying to think. I, I saw the whole thing though. It's just, there's a lot to take in. I was actually really into. It. I know. You, I know. Um, Wild didn't catch it, but the Bellator 205 <clears throat> card was really good too. The main event that I saw, the main portion anyway that I saw on the Paramount. So, what was, um, what was the main event of that card? AJ McKee against uh, John Macapa, um, Macapa, however you say oh, his yeah. name. McKee knocked him out, right? Yeah. 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 yeah it was a violent finish. Um, uh, Rafael Lovato had a had a big. It wasn't the most exciting fight, but he choked out John Salter in the third round. Yeah. Um, and so, and yeah. it looks like he was trying to do other things, like trying to round out his MMA game before he went to his bread and butter. You know what I mean? Like, that's how I took it, as as he was just trying to uh, show show people that he, he's more than just a jiu-jitsu guy now that he's in MMA. But, I mean, if that's your base style, that's your base style. You know, another big win on the opening of the uh, main card is uh, Patricky Pitbull knocked out uh, Roger Huerta in a in a back and forth. Oh, yeah. uh, the first round was spectacular. I mean, it was winging punches and 
back and forth, uh, you know, ton of action. So I don't yeah, know. I, I he... watched the replay of that one because I heard it was uh, it was it was a firefight. That, that was a good fight. What do you? What's your opinion on the status of that uh, that weight class? Obviously, uh, Patricky is right there, and you know Primus has the belt, but it, in a lot of people's opinions, he's kind of holding Chandler's uh, gold right now. Um, so I think that's the fight we got to see. But uh, you know, I, I I don't know how long Patricky sits and waits. I know uh, him and uh, Primus were going at it on uh, on social media a little bit um, with a little bit of back and forth after after Patricky called him out uh, after the fight. It'd be interesting, man. Dude, I tell you, you know, I doubted uh, Primus, but man, he looks legit. You know, I mean, well, yeah, he is legit. I, I I've seen him fight a, a lot. You know, he fought he fought out here a lot in Connecticut at Mohegan Sun on the undercards at Bellator stuff. So I've seen him fight a lot. He is legit. He's a strong guy. He's big for that weight class. Yeah, man. and the other thing is that um, that people keep on talking about that Bellator one eighty. But the technique he uses is a legit technique to make, uh, you know, it's the it's the low calf shin kick. I mean, the idea yeah. is you, you want to break that outer bone on the outside leg. But, I mean, the nerve damage that it does, that's why Chandler's foot fell asleep and he couldn't stand on it and it got all, you know, wiggly or whatever. But, like, that was a smart move by his part. It was a legit win. I mean, I, I, I know people were complaining about it. I mean the way the commission handled it with pulling the chair away from Chandler and all that stuff was messed up in itself. But outside of that, the the fight between them, that was, that was a solid move. Prime Primus is no Primus Primus. I keep saying Primus because of the band, but yeah, he's, he's no joke. He's a legit champion. I think I hate that he got hurt and they couldn't run it back when they were supposed to. I tell you, man, I mean, I think I would take him in the rematch and I'd take him against Pitbull too, man. He's a big, strong dude for that weight class. And, you know, he's skilled. And like you said, man, I mean, he's legit. You know, I mean, I think that, you know, Pitbull, you know, seems to get emotional sometimes in fights a little bit and leaves himself open. And, man, you leave yourself open against that dude, he'll put some heat on you. Um, You know, so... Who, yeah. who who would you all take if those two matched up? I have a hard time going against Chandler. I'd probably take him over Patricky, but I have a hard time. I, you know, Chandler right, has been a wrecking ball for for quite a while now. Yeah. Um, you know, with his, I mean, you take Will Brooks out of Bellator's history, and and Michael Chandler is is we're talking about him as one of the greatest MMA fighters of all time. You know, somebody who hasn't fought in UFC and someone, you know, you know how that goes as far as the argument from fans. But, uh, you know, you take his two losses to Brooks away and, and we're talking about somebody who's, I mean, has even lost to anybody else besides Will Brooks. I can't even, I mean, the the prime is Yeah. Outside of Eddie Alvarez and Will Brooks. I mean, there you go. There you go. He split with Eddie Alvarez. But both of those were fight of the year. So, yeah. I mean, I mean, Chandler is just an animal. So, um, you know, unless uh, unless it's just Primus's time to kind of take the torch, it's hard for me to to go against uh, uh, Chandler at this point. But I'd like to see Chandler and some of the 170 guys, um, you know, a fight with like him and MVP would be fun. I know the tournaments, you know, we're going to get into the tournament here uh, shortly. So, you know, a couple of the guys that could lose in the tournament potentially and Chandler would uh, – would kind of set up some super fights with the, you know, that, that Bellator could really uh, thrive off of, in my opinion. Yeah. Do you, I mean, do you think his, uh, you know, the length of some of those guys would pose problems for him though? Oh, of course. I mean, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't, none of those would be easy for him, but you know, a wrestler like him against somebody like MVP would sure be fun. Yeah. You know, I, we're not yeah. going to see MVP wrestle against daily and, you know, um, 
I think most people are probably picking MVP to win that fight. I think any, any fight with Daly is a, is a toss up in my opinion, just because of his punching power. If he's not fighting a wrestler, but um, what, what I mean, do you think happens if uh, Eddie Alvarez returns to Bellator? I know they shut down the rumors of uh, him signing with one. So like, I mean, who else is on the table for oh, him? Dude, they got to do him and Chandler. Yeah. I mean, they yeah. got to. I think that's a must. You know, you got to have that trilogy. A fight with Patricky would be fun. Uh, you could even, you know, even a fight with uh, with uh, Patricio Pitbull. You know, if he wanted to come up to lightweight, he had talked about fighting Chandler. A fight with Alvarez is fun. You know, yeah. Bellator's got plenty of guys. Um, you know that 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 would, you know, I, even fights with guys like Caveman Rickles and stuff like that. I mean, you you just if you just want to give a fight where it's just going to be a an all out brawl. You know, there's plenty, there's plenty of guys, plenty of opportunities for, for Eddie to put up some highlight reels again and, and make some money. You know, I saw somebody mention today that I guess he's got like four kids or, you know, a handful of kids and stuff. And, you know, he's older in his career. If whoever's going to give him the money at this point um, is where he should go. You know, I don't know if he's ever going to be able to contend again for the UFC belt. Um, but, you know, somebody with his career, you know, record and, and where he's been, uh, he doesn't have anything else to prove, in my opinion. I'd just go collect the money, you know. So, Dude, I'm looking at Chandler's record here. He lost back-to-back to Brooks back in 2000. Yeah. What the fuck happened to Will Brooks? I don't know, man. I remember watching his first fight uh, in uh, – it was in Vegas when he fought uh, – it was uh, the, the week of UFC 200, if I'm not mistaken. He fought he fought Ross Pearson on the ultimate Yeah, fight. and it was like um, – uh, I w- I remember finding it. I-, I don't know if it was. People say there is such a thing as UFC, like octagon jitters or whatever. But either way, I was just like, uh, I- that was the first thing I wondered about. And then now he's back in. Uh, now he fights at at PFL and he's winning. But um, it's like Dude, he's he lost, he lost to Nick Lentz. Yeah, but he's not fighting like like the way he fought Michael Chandler. I don't know if the, if the fights in in Bellator took the best out of him because you know they, they always say that fighters leave a part of themselves in fights like that like the fight you know Rory McDonald and uh and Robbie Lawler you know that affected him for a while after that and, that, and now he's renewed in Bellator so I don't know what happened with Will Brooks man I still think he's a great fighter I mean, he still fights really well the fights that I've, I've been following him at, at PFL and um yeah he just beat for me for me no man yeah. that's, a good, that's a quality win right there yeah so I don't think he's um I don't I don't I don't think he's out of it yet but he's definitely uh he definitely needs to uh, get, you know, work on finishing more, especially in the PFL where it counts the most. Let's see how yeah. old he is. He's 31. Yeah, so he's still got plenty of time. Uh, you know, as far as as far as his fights with Chandler goes, I always kind of just looked at it as he just had Chandler's number. He was kind of like the Dennis Hallman to, to Matt Hughes. You know, certain guys have guys' numbers. Their first fight was really close, if I recall. Um, I believe uh, Will Brooks kind of won a controversial decision. Yeah, and, and, a and, decision. And then if I, you know, I, I was at their second fight in San Diego and, you know, it's hard to remember exactly, but I, I know I felt like Chandler was doing pretty well. And then, and then he got hit hard in about the, maybe the third round or something. And, mm-hmm. and they actually stopped the fight when he was on his feet. If I recall, it was, kind yeah, of like, that was a crazy knockout. I remember, yeah. I remember I, I said that I was living with my ex at the time and I said to her, I was like, yo, he's knocked out standing up. Like it was crazy. Yeah. But, um, you know, yeah. Other than, uh, Awad and Bellator. Um, who, who was his was his first defeat? Brooks just was a you know ran rough shot in there, and when he left there, he you know being one of the top free agents, people were talking about him uh, you know getting an immediate title shot. Yeah. 
they went to UFC and it just didn't work out. So, you know, obviously while we're speculating, I don't mean to cut you off, but while we're speculating, because I know Wild doesn't have a lot of time, I I, I have to get his opinion because I was looking for opinions today earlier when I was on Twitter. What do you think is going to happen for UFC 230? Me and Matt have been have been talking about it for weeks, and in all honesty, I'm that's what I meant when I was when I said I'm losing my patience. Like, it's you know for me it's right around the corner, and uh, you know us East Coast folk we don't like to n- not know things. So, well, what what did Dana say would not be the main event? Because whatever that is, that's the fucking main event. <laughs> <laughs> So what did he say? Did he say that they were not going to do Jones and Gustafson? Yeah, he did say that. Okay, he that's just, it. That's he it. said no Jones. Uh, I, I pointed it out on Twitter, and I, it didn't get a, a lot of eyeballs. But um, the tickets, I, I you know, I, I get, uh, I'm able to get my tickets ordered uh, ahead of time. Uh, maybe call it one of the perks from going to to 48 live events. But um, through that, I was able to get the ticket prices uh, at the end of last week. The top ticket price is six hundred and twenty-five dollars. Actually, I think you noticed that uh, wild on on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, although not cheap um, to throw it out there, Jones versus Cormier here in Anaheim. I think the top ticket was twelve hundred. Mm-hmm. That that puts into perspective um, the likelihood, uh, in my opinion, of a Jones fight. Maybe Jones DC, or I'm sorry, I don't think Jones DC. I think that's off the table. Um, with those ticket prices, because you'd be able to get a lot more for that. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. In, in let me mass- look at let me look at this fight card real quick. The the card's loaded. It just needs one more fight. It doesn't even necessarily <laughs> need a main event. It just needs another fight. If it was Gustafson versus anybody, if it was Jones versus anybody, you could make Poirier Diaz the main event and add a, so, and add another so, fight. And so what's would- a six hundred twenty five dollar fight for you? Like the Cejudo Johnson too, or? Although I don't think that can happen because isn't somebody injured? I, well, I personally wouldn't pay six hundred twenty-five for any fight, but um, <laughs> but with that said, you know that six hundred twenty-five is more of a standard card. I mean, that could be Poirier Diaz, that could be uh, a TJ fight, um, it could be Sehudo. I saw a list today that said basically all the champions are out of the question. Okay, so, you got you got Jacare, David Branch, uh-huh. uh huh, Diaz, Poirier, Derek Brunson. Adesanya. Uh-huh. Do you think and, they're going to pull the GSP versus somebody out of their ass? I feel like that's the other option. I don't think at those prices. And then, yeah, yeah and then you got you, you got Rockhold Weidman, too. Yeah. So you, yeah, have, you, so. Have, you have four great fights right there. That's your four main card fights. You just need one more. You know, and, and honestly, in my you could do... You could do Poirier Diaz main event if you had Gustafson on the card in a, in a competitive fight, or if you had Jones on the, you know, that's your five. That's pretty solid five fights. Hmm. You know, Woodley, Woodley's hurt, right? Yeah. Woodley's out. Uh, Nami Yunus is out till next year. Um, Sehudo and TJ are the only champions not scheduled. But there has been a lot more talk about them fighting towards the end of the year or early next yeah, year. Yeah, I think they'd want to promote that more. I would have thought. I don't know why they were so. I don't understand what the hesitation to do uh, TJ versus Marlon Marias is. Well, I, I mentioned it to you. Oh yeah, that'd be good too. Marias is a New Yorker, right? He's 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 in your. Well, your he's, part. he's from around. He was actually at the grappling event I was at that Saturday uh, that my that Simon was competing, and he walked in as I was walking out. I was so pissed off because I've talked to him before. I mean, the interviews on our YouTube channel. Um, and he, he's, 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 he's always eager to, to get himself out there. So, but yeah, he, that, I mean, him fighting around here is always a, a big deal for anybody in this region. Shit. That's only what, six weeks away. 
yeah, there's not a lot of time. You know, it's it's there's not a lot of time for someone to cut weight that if they are not aware of what's going on. You know, TJ versus Sehudo doesn't really happen in my opinion. I don't think TJ is getting down to 125 if they're going to do it at that weight class. Um, you know, uh, you got guys like Jones. You know, do you do Jones versus some? You do you, you know you throw Jones on there against a kind of a middle of the road heavyweight as kind of a primer for for a Cormier or a Lesnar at heavyweight. Dude, I'm you know? telling you, I don't give a fuck what Dana says. I'm telling you, Jones in New York, this is an MSG, right? Yeah. Yeah. MSG yeah. Jones in New York against Gustafson. Gustafson's talking shit to him on the on social media. I you hope that you happens. Think you don't think they'll do that, Matt? I I just don't – the ticket prices seem odd to me. It seems low. Uh, you know, to put in perspective, to go to the McGregor fight, and I know it was a McGregor fight, but McGregor Alvarez, just to get in the door was $550. The last year to get in the door to the GSP when those went on sale, GSP Bisbing, to get in the door was about $275. This one to get in the door is 130 Well, Le- Lesnar can't fight, right? Lesnar That's can't. January. Yep. Lesnar can't fight. It could be Jones and it could be Jones versus Gustafson, but I, I just, I feel like their le- UFC is leaving a lot of money at the door. If that's the case, it, it, cause unless, to, unless they're going to do fights. Could they do? I don't know. I mean, they got, they got Nganu and, uh, and blades already booked for, for Beijing. You know, the fight that, you know, you could do, I don't know what's Stipe up to. Could you do Jones Stipe? Could you do Jones Kane Velasquez? As, yeah, it, as... I was going to say, what's Kane up to? You know, I mean, well, you know, somebody he's probably in a hospital bed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but somebody put up, actually, somebody did put up an image of that. Kane, Kane Velasquez versus John Jones. I mean, that would, I mean, that would be so shockingly out of, out of left field that people would want to see it. You know, do, is, does Nick Diaz come back? Do you, do you, is there, you know, I know they're talking about Robbie Lawler fighting, uh, uh, you Wonder know, Boy. Wonder Boy, mm-hmm. but do they, what if, what if they offer him Nick Diaz in a rematch? You know, do they do Dick Diaz Lawler too? You know, I mean, there's a bunch of odd yeah. possibilities, um, but I, I just don't see it. I don't see a championship unless it's an interim, and you know, I'd rather. I don't even care about that. I'd rather. Like see- how how long can they wait to announce a main event? I mean, I mean, I know you mentioned that the only time they did it before was like UFC 36 or something like that, but obviously there's it's it's a different time now. You know, like, how are you gonna how are you gonna sell tickets to the Garden? Without saying the main event, like how how late will they wait? You know what I mean. Like when are they going to announce? Are they they can't announce it at two twenty nine? Isn't that way too late? Well, they they um they do this all the time, but they usually do it in like London. Uh, when I said UFC thirty six, that was about the last time I remembered personally buying it. There's been very few times I think I I've bought an event where I didn't know the main event. Maybe a fight night here and there, maybe an Ultimate Fighter finale or something. But for a big you know, I would never in my imagination would I have thought that MSG wouldn't have a main event, you know, 45 days out or 40 days out, whatever the heck we are right now. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I just I, it's it's so wild to me. And knowing that there's such a little, you know, there's not a whole lot on the table. It, you know, as, as Wild said, it's basically got to be John Jones, you know, if they're going to have one. You know, the thing they do to trick the London crowd is they basically or the European crowd is they sell the event. Um, what if, what claim- if they pull GSP out of the air and get versus Ben Askren? Do you think that'll happen? I know I'm just I'm just playing devil's advocate. But... Oh, shit. <laughs> hey, I know. Uh, ben, ben Askren made some subliminal message on Twitter the other day. I want to check this out. Do y'all see it? Yeah, he said time to put up or shut up. Yeah. Mm. 
I saw that, and that kind of got me going. Again, the ticket prices, I just would be shocked if, you know, maybe GSPN Askren, because Askren doesn't have the name value, and maybe the UFC just kind of bites the bullet to sell it out. Because I don't know if they sell out the card without a big main event, honestly. I know it's Madison Square Garden. I know it's, uh, you know, but I, I don't... I don't, and I don't know. Do you put it all on the shoulder of Diaz? I've said it before, but if Diaz pops for weed a week out from the event, or you know, I guess he can. I don't know what the rules are anymore, and I'm not even going to try to guess anymore. <laughs> but, but I think I think you can use up to like 24 hours before the fight. Okay, there you go. But uh, I don't know. I, I if I'm the UFC, I'm I'm awfully nervous about putting it all on the shoulders. Of, of Nick Diaz or Nate Diaz to carry my event in Madison Square Garden. This has become their tentpole event for the year. You know, this is their new, you know, the last two, their last two shows here have been basically the biggest shows in the last, you know, five, six years. You know, I, I don't know, uh, but it, it, you asked when they can got to go on sale. I would be, sh- I'm surprised that it hasn't been announced tonight. They go on sick ticket sale tomorrow for the fight club. Yeah. They, uh, newsletters Thursday and then public is Friday. At the very latest, it, to me, it has to be Thursday night, Friday morning before it goes on sale to the public because that's where they would take the big hit. You know, they're going to get their fight club. They're going to get their, you know, the, the hardcore fans that have the fight club and use the newsletter and stuff, they're going to buy their tickets. But you've got to get that extra 10,000 tickets sold to the public that, uh, that most of them are going to require a main event to be sold, you know, especially to sell the $600 seats, the hundred dollars, the $130 tickets are going to sell out in 10 minutes. You know, the cheap seats are going to sell out quick because that gets people in the door. But so check, check this out just because we're talking about it. I'm looking at my feed Uh, an hour ago. Dustin Poirier just, just tweeted. I hear the UFC is searching for a main event when they have one already. It's me versus Nate for a 165 pound title. The main event for the people. Stop searching. We got this. Let's go. I don't think maybe wild. You can chime in on this. I've had a lot of family members and friends ask me about this. I, as far as I know, I don't think the UFC can just make a weight class. They can have <laughs> they can have a catch weight, but I was under the impression that the commission would have to meet. It would have to go through the boards or however they do it, and there would have to be a vote to create a new weight class. For the just like they couldn't create a weight class for Ayakenta, they could have given him the belt against Khabib, but they couldn't say all of a sudden we're fighting for the hundred and you know seventy or one hundred and fifty eight pound championship or whatever the heck you know Ayakenta weighed in one one fifty six and a half. You know, I, I just I, I didn't I don't think you can just create you know weight class. Uh, I, I don't know if you have any opinion or any knowledge on that, but as far what as they, I know, you can. What they do when they created the the weight class for Ronda? I well, the 135 pound women's weight class already existed because they brought it in from Strike Force. You know, it was something that was already done. You know, there might be a 165 pound weight class in some amateur leagues and and maybe some European leagues, but or, or you know, I guess you could use like I guess you could say we're using like Ryzen uh, weight weight classes, and you might be able to find something to fall in there. But yeah, no, I mean the UFC can bring it in, but I always thought the commission had to sanction a fight at a certain weight class and that has to kind of exist for it to be considered a world championship bout. Okay. So, so when they acquired strike force, they brought the 135 over the women's 135 over. Yeah. Well, like their first event with Ronda was in California and strike force had already had events here and California already recognized the 135 pound women's weight class. You know, yeah. like I don't, I don't think there's a 105 pound weight class. So if like the UFC brought in the Keebler elves, to decide to fight for the, you know, for the 105 pound class, I don't think they could just 
I, I don't think in like California you could just do it. And I might be totally wrong on that, but I, I as far as I know, you you can't just. I would think it would have to go through some kind of process with the commission to create the weight class, um, and, and just. I you know I would think that they the the commissions would want some extra money somehow before they start sanctioning another championship you know weight class division basically. I, they, I mean I think they would also want more time to announce it to the public and get fighters aligned and uh, with you know who's who's going to be fighting in that weight class like a Kevin Lee for example, um, and then you know promote it you know I mean with only what like six weeks left here. I don't know. It seems yeah. You know, it seems like I don't think they would want to do that. You you throw Kevin Lee out there. Now there's another name we haven't really discussed. With the fight card you have right now, could you throw like Askren versus Kevin Lee on that fight card? I feel like that's not big enough. Like casuals don't. No, know, not you know, not for a main event, but just uh, add it add it to the five fight cards. Promote the card and like then a, make Diaz, yeah. Diaz Poirier your five round, you know, violent championship main event. Yeah. What, about Tony, what about Tony Ferguson? What's it? He's on two thirty one or two thirty two. He fights Pettis uh, in two weeks. Uh, well, yeah, or two twenty nine rather. Okay. Yeah. So, so I don't know. I mean, I, but I would guess somebody's going to have to announce something. Um, uh, this is, you know, it, it just never fails. You know, you got guys failing drug tests, and everybody goes after pride. And now we're in a situation where there's no main event a month out, and that was kind of one of the things. You know, everybody used to bash pride about was that they didn't announce their main events in time. So it's just kind of funny how, you know, I'm going uh, with Jones just because Dana said it's not happening. I, if I was betting Monday, I would say Jones versus somebody. I'm just I was just surprised by the ticket cost or price, but maybe they thought that they couldn't oversell it um, in case Jones uh, isn't able to pull it off. I, I don't I don't know, but. Uh, Again, putting Jones and Diaz on the top of that card scares the hell out of me flying across country to go to the event. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. But um with that said, uh obviously the the MMA community.com is uh is is kind of big on Bellator MMA and um you know, ever since the forum was created, we've always you know, there's been a good relationship between Bellator and them. Uh we get Cutman Matt, we had Jimmy Smith. Um uh, that were that would come onto the forum and help answer questions and be really fr- fan friendly. Um, they've got one of their biggest events uh, of all time coming up uh, this Saturday night uh, on DAZN, D-A-Z-N app, which um, I'm not. It's a great great streaming service, but I'm not sure how it's going to work for the fans. But uh, getting into that card, uh, you know, I know one person uh, Wild you've you've been kind of big up on since you started was Aaron Pico. Uh, <laughs> He steps up against Leandro Higo, a former uh, uh, title uh, contender. Uh, what's your opinion on that guy? I think he's a future champ, man. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I just don't think he's going to be denied. I mean, the kid is just sick. And, uh, you know, I mean, yeah, he lost his first fight out, his debut in Bellator and all that. But since then, he's looked like a, you know, a, a wrecking machine. And this fight here. I don't know. If I had to predict, I would probably go with Pico by decision in this one. You know, if he wins this fight right here, man, I mean, this is a tough matchup for him. Yeah. This is a veteran, you know, this, uh, this, this fought a lot of quality guys. But I, I like I like Aaron by decision here. Yeah, I think he's uh, – I think he's uh, – I'm actually I'm, – I'm picking him to win too. I honestly do think he can uh, – 
pull off a finish just because he's been so impressive since he he stepped away. He stepped out of his comfort zone. Well, I mean, well, we just didn't know about his boxing background. We keep thinking wrestling is his background, and everybody expected it, which is why he got that. You know, when he went for a takedown, and he got choked in New York. But ever since then, it's like he let he's like letting people know I'm more than just a wrestler. I also have this boxing experience, and let me show you these hands. And he's been dropping people left and right. So I, I feel like he's actually got probably insane power for his size. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he if he can pull off a finish. Yeah, the speed that he's shown with his punches and power is um, something that I haven't seen many times. I've been lucky to be able to sit ringside for, for his whole career up to this point. Um, I won't be able to make it to this fight this Saturday, but... Um... You know, I, the minute you, other than his first fight, which was obviously quick and and didn't go his way, um, his, his other three finishes have just been spectacular. You know, I, he almost reminds me of a, you know, a Vitor Vitor Belfort with his hand speed, and you know he's got the power. And I don't know, I, like you said though, it's a big step up for him. You know, as much as I, I you know, I, I I root for the guy, and I'd like to see him get a finish in this fight. I think a decision might actually be the best thing for him if he can go through and battle it out for fifteen minutes and. Uh, and and yeah. see where, see how he, see where he's at after that. You know, we talk about putting him into a title fight uh, with somebody like, uh, gosh, who would he fight? A, a Pitbull. Um, you know, you, you uh, a fight with uh, Patricio Pitbull is uh, is no easy task, and and especially over four or five rounds. So I, I think some time uh, in the cage might might do him well. Um, but yeah, yeah I th- even I, if he wins this fight, I think he needs a couple more before he steps up for a title shot. I mean, he's how, how old is Aaron? What twenty twenty three or something like that? Yeah, I think he's twenty one. Twenty one. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's I something mean, ridiculous. He's kid. I mean, you know, he's still really young, especially in terms of uh, you know cage experience. Yeah, and for the sport overall, I mean, he's, he's got twenty two. Yeah, yeah. So he's he's got a long time to even. And that's the thing we I mean, not to pull the phrase, but we haven't even seen his full form yet. You know what I mean? Like he's still developing as yeah. a as a fighter. Yeah, I mean he's got this step up is huge for him. I mean he's going from fighting some some journeyman to to a guy who's a legit uh, contender in his weight class. So I don't know, but I, I I mean the guy's just spectacular. So I, I really look forward to that. Um, after that fight on the main card, then we get into the Walter White tournament, which is. Uh, Obviously stacked from start to finish. We talked a little bit about it with MVP and and Daly. Uh, obviously, it's got uh, Rory McDonald, John Fitch, uh, Ed Ruth, and uh, and uh, and uh, Gracie. Um, but then uh, the opening bout is is Douglas Lima and uh, Andre Korshkov. Um, in my opinion, probably the best first round. I mean, I, I don't. I, I think it's pretty pretty easy to point that out as the the most accomplished first round. Uh, fight. I guess you got Rory and Fitch career-wise, but these guys are both in their prime right now, and uh, I-, I look forward to another slugfest. I it's hard for me to go against Korshkov right now. I think that guy might be the future of that weight class, and uh, and as much as I'm a fan of Douglas Lima, I, I think Korshkov might might take this fight. Go I mean, ahead. I, I, I like uh, I like uh, Korshkov. I've always liked him. It's hard for me to pick against him, um, just because I know he's got insane. He's another one that's got he's got a few uh, uh, body shot KOs to his record, um, and he's also uh, what's his name Shlomenko's protege. So that's where his striking power comes from. But he's he's not too he's not too bad on, uh, as far as uh, avoiding being sub- submitted either. He showed that when he fought um, Benson Henderson. So 
I like Horace Coffin that. And and again about the the first fights for this tournament. Um Neiman Gracie and Ed Ruth is actually one of the, the ones I'm, I'm most interested in seeing just because you know you got a really high level athlete and wrestler in uh Ruth versus Neiman Gracie who's who's undefeated and uh just re-signed with Bellator and this is the first thing they they put him in was this tournament so that for me I mean I, I like that fight as as a hardcore fight fan that's one of my favorite fights to, in the opening round yeah I, th- I think I'm I'm leaning towards Lehman in this one I tell you why I think you remember the last his last fight against McDonald right so he, he laid in yeah. Roy's guard for the last four <laughs> minutes of that fight and after that you know I think if he, if he would if he could have got that fight stood up and, and he lands a couple more leg kicks on Rory. That fight's over. And I, I think that really pissed him off and disappointed him that uh, when he rewatched that fight, just based on what I saw, some comments on social media that he didn't work harder to, to, you know, to get that fight stood back up and, and put the finish on. And, you know, hopefully he's, you know, he's really uh, been training and, and, and is, is uh is ready to go in this one and i, I think he will be so I'll, I'll lean towards lima in this one i this is probably my favorite fight on the card i mean i know everybody's looking at the musasi and and uh and mcdonald the, you know the main event but this is probably my favorite fight on the card yeah i mean it's it's right there um i mean it's a great fight like i said as far as the tournament goes that's this is this. If I was guessing the finals, I'd almost have these guys in the final. I, I would have a hard time not taking Lima in a rematch with Rory um, because of a lot of what you said. Um, really close fight, and you know, a, a little bit more activity and a little bit, you know, maybe a little bit smarter game plan. And, he, and I think he wins that fight. And like I said, I think Korshkov is uh, is the future of the division. I, I think the guy's just an animal who's learned from his his losses and. Uh, has seemed to come back better from whether it was Ben Askren or, or the first time he lost to Lima. Um, that brings us to the co-main event, which is uh, a battle of, uh, you know, kind of the legends league in Bellator and it's uh, Quentin Jackson and, and Vanderlei Silva. Um, two guys who, uh, you know, really carried me for, as a fan of this sport for, for well over a decade. Um, Vanderlei going back to the, to the nineties and, and uh, rampage to the, to the early two thousands. Um, I know this is kind of a pick 'em fight for most people. Um, I personally would like to see uh, Vanderlei win the fight, um, it, just because I know it's going to be spectacular if he does. Uh, you have any any thoughts on that one? You know, Matt, we get into this shit all the time with some of the guys <laughs> on the forum, right? About um, you know th- th- them making you know jokes about Bellator, you know, being the retirement league and. You know, anybody that can't compete in the UFC anymore goes over there. And, you know, guys like Chuck shouldn't be fighting Tito and and Juan shouldn't be fighting Rampage. I'm excited for the fight, man. I'm like this. Look, if these guys still want to compete, as long as you're not putting them up against, you know, young, hungry lions. I mean, let them fight. You know, it's it's what they want to do. I mean, what are they going to do if they're not doing this? Coach for a bit, you know, coach for a while, maybe start a gym. You know, this is this is these guys' passion. And, uh, you know, if they want to fight, man, as long as you're matching them up with guys that are, you know, you know, in the same age range, um, I'm all for it, man. I mean, I if predicting the fight, I think 
you know, I guess I question how much Rampage's Rampage's uh, heart is in it. You know, I wonder if the dude even trains anymore. I mean, last time I saw him, he looked like he weighed 280 pounds. You know, so I, I wonder how, you know, how much his heart is in it. I, I picked Juan by, by knockout. Hmm. I mean, I, I, yeah, I mean, let's go ahead, Matt. I mean, uh, no, I'm kind of going that same way. I, yeah. I, I, I don't, unless, unless Rampage has really been, um, you know, gearing up for this fight because it's such a grudge match and somebody that he just doesn't like. Um, and he, and he decided to, but, uh, as wild said, I, um, I kind of uh, the same thing. I mean, I was at the Sonnen fight and, you know, it was pretty pathetic performance. Uh, and uh, I just don't see it. I, I think uh, if Vanderlei comes in and and as long as he fights a little bit smart, I know that's never been his his forte so much. He's always <laughs> he's always been kind of straightforward. But I think if he picks his shots, uses a few leg kicks here and there, um, I, I think he can he can frustrate Quentin and then and then maybe knock him out uh, with a flurry at some point. So I, I don't know. I I wish it was Pride rules. I'll tell you that <laughs> pride rules would make that fight a lot, a lot more uh, interesting, but um, mm-hmm. hey, they should have brought that to, to rise and risen. Yeah, no, I, it would have been a, a great place for it. I, you know, but I think this is the kind of matchup as, as wild said that they should be doing, you know, I mean, we're kind of seeing it with Fedor now Fedor fought Frank Mir. Now he's fighting Chael Sonnen, mm-hmm. you know, I, I mean, those, those are the, ma- you know, Nobody's under the belief right now that Fedor versus Sonnen is a is a top five heavyweight fight, but it's going to be the fight that a lot of people are going to be talking about. I mean, it, it would be the fight everybody was talking about if McGregor and, and Khabib wasn't taking place the weekend before. So, you know, it's uh, I, I like what they're doing, especially when they stack a card like this and you have, you know, four or five just really solid fights. And then you throw one of those legends fights in there. You know, um, I think Juan deserves uh deserves to be able to fight. I mean, we're talking about a guy who was banned for life from the UFC for not even taking a drug test. He didn't fail one. He didn't take it, but you've got guys like, you know, John Jones who has multiple fails and uh, is able to come back constantly. And, and now, and we, you know, we had a guy like Vanderlei who towards the end of his career was basically told you can never fight again uh, for refusing a test. Now, I think we all kind of know where that test probably would have led, but with that said, uh, you know, quite a difference in the in the punishments that that are are levied out uh, depending on who you are and how much money you can make for the UFC when it comes to Asada. Are you picking Rampage in this fight, Ed? You know what? I uh, put it out there, brother. I think I. I mean, I, I honestly, I don't. I don't think Rampage is as out of it as as you guys. So I think I'm leaning towards Rampage. Only because, I mean, granted, I mean, he's not the rampage we saw, but when you look at the, I mean, you look at the people he's lost to, like, been finished by, I should say. I mean, I mean, it's because it, the losing decision, you know, that's a, that's the opinion of some judges or whatever. But like, you know, he's he's been submitted by John Jones. He's he's lost to some like like really notable uh, fighters. So, and I mean, I I actually, if you look at Rampage's career. I mean, granted, it's coming to a close. This is why I mentioned bringing it up. If you look at it, when he first fought in King of the Cage, when he wore a wrestling singlet against uh, Marvin Eastman, and, and the back tore, and his butt cheeks were hanging out, you know, <laughs> to how he evolved and became a, a, a legit, well-rounded fighter, I feel like like that experience is not going to leave the man. I 
his weight issue, I mean, is it's I think it's a thyroid thing. I don't think it's it's him being too uh, lazy or anything like that. But um, yeah, I think it's an Xbox problem. <laughs> I mean, I do know he's like a big gamer. I, you're not wrong. I know he's a big gamer, and I know I know he's got like a Twitch channel and all that stuff. So, but uh, I actually bought that Bluetooth uh, Xbox for the Xbox 360. He did a commercial for the headset. I bought it because he uh, did the commercial for it, uh, and it worked really well. I don't know where it is now, but it worked really well. But uh, yeah, no, I'm, I, I mean, uh, I mean, and this is me being like Matt, the way Matt is about Fedor. I just because uh, he's one of these, he's one of these icons of the Pride era to me. Mm-hmm. So it's hard for me to to not pick him. You know what I mean? Even though Wanderlei is the same thing, but I always I like the rivalry between uh, he and Wanderlei, and uh, I always I always kind of wanted him to win when they fought there. So when he got that, when he got the revenge when they fought in the UFC, it was it, it obviously a big deal. I, I don't see why they're doing another one, but again, like you said, it's it's why not? You know, why wouldn't we watch it? If both mm. men want to do it, why not? Yeah. So but yeah, I'm leaning towards Rampage. No, I mean Rampage is like you said, is a legend. I was actually at that Eastman fight, which is crazy because I was at the Eastman fight and I was at his last fight against Chael, so it's crazy to think how long and, and how many wars the guy's been in and you know his blood and guts that he's left in the cage for the entertainment. I mean both Dude, these guys And he still hits really hard. Yeah, in his prime, he—I mean, he was an animal. Yeah, I mean, just an absolute animal. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the newer fans, I mean, see him from the last, you know, four or five years and forget, the, you know, his battles. You know, they weren't even really it's like battles. they forget that he was a champ. They they forget that he held the title in the UFC. You know? Yeah, he, I mean, he he knocked out Liddell when Liddell was the man, um, and he and he destroyed him uh, in in Pride prior to that. And I mean, he's he's got you know. He's just—he's just a legend. Both these guys are legends of the sports, and like you said, it's just great to see him be able to fight. And um, like I always say with these older guys, it's put on a show, and hopefully nobody's maimed and and is able to just still have a thought process and be able to walk after these fights. But yeah, um, it's funny. It's funny you're mentioning that because uh, uh, you know they just interviewed uh, coincidentally, and I'm not trying to segue into to Karate Combat on Thursday or anything, but they Boss Rutan was on the MMA Hour doing an interview for Karate Combat. And he commented on his own retirement saying, you know, a lot of guys when they retire, it's usually when they take a, a few losses and they're old. So he said he was glad that he was able to retire on some wins, even when he tried to come back in 2006. And you really don't want to see that for anybody, but more common than not, it, that's usually the case that they're racking up losses and, and it just seems like it's, uh, you know, they, they go out on their shield, so to speak. Yeah, it would have been interesting to watch Boss Rutan fight Chemo that weekend. He was supposed to fight Chemo and then ended up having to fight uh, Warpath, Warpath yeah. Ariel. So, but it, but he ended up winning, you know, and, and retiring. So that uh, we want to get to the main event here with uh, obviously the super fight between 185 pound middleweight champion Gegard Musashi and the 175 pound uh, welterweight champion Rory McDonald. Um, as far as Bellator goes, uh, when you're talking cross divisions. Um, or possibly just in general, this is about as good as it gets. This might be the two best pound-for-pound fighters in Bellator uh, squaring off. I, um, I, I've i stated it. I, I, I'm going to go with Musasi just because I, I think he's too big, too strong, and um, maybe a little, you know, a lot less mileage. He's got a lot more fights or, you know, at least, a, I mean, he's, I think he's at 51, 52 fights, something like that. But, um, 
you know, the wars that Roy's been in, I, I think those are going to start showing themselves a little bit more as, as he winds down his, uh, you know, it doesn't wind down his run, but as he goes through his run here in Bellator and then on into the, the Walter White tournament. You know, think about this, guys. This may be the best welterweight and the best middleweight on the planet going at it right here, yeah. arguably. arguably. I mean, you know, yeah, I, I, I agree. I mean, we we're talking that we got, uh, you know, Rory dismantled Woodley when they fought. Now, obviously, Wonder Boy beat beat, uh, beat uh, Rory pretty bad when they fought. So, you know, there can be arguments back and forth. But if you're talking champ versus champion and just looking back at the history, I mean, he, he destroyed, uh, you know, it was a decision, but he, he totally outclassed Woodley and, and uh, Musashi take away a little luck if he gets the decision against Machida and and uh doesn't have that you know he avenged the loss to, to Uriah Hall but you take away that kind of fluke loss and mm-hmm. I mean you're talking about a guy who's on a win streak right now that um you know I think he had one more loss maybe I'm, I'm forgetting somewhere in there but um you know I mean he, yeah he lost to Jocker right there you go you know in a, in a fight but he, and then he beat Jocker earlier in his career in, in dream um mm-hmm in the, uh, in the 85, uh, tournament they had, but, um, yeah, I mean, you, you really, I mean, you talk about, you'd pay a lot of money to go watch uh, Whitaker and Musashi and you'd pay a lot of money to watch Woodley and, uh, and, and Rory rematch. So I don't know. I, I think it's a great fight. I think it's a great main event. I think it's, you know, I, I wish it wasn't on the DAZN app. I think that's a mistake, um, for Bellator personally, but, yeah. I, I I wish they had done like a simultaneous stream, but then it it would. I mean, obviously they're trying to get people to sign up for this thing, so I feel like I might sign up because there's a you get a thirty day free trial before they start charging you. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'll sign up on Friday so I can watch this and whatever else is between now and my thirty days, and 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 then by then I'll keep it. However, I mean it's we talked about this on previous episodes. It's it's starting to get expensive to be a fight fan. Yeah, what is it? What's the what is the zone? Fifteen a month? Ten. It's Ten nine, nine nine nine. I signed up for it on Saturday to watch the um, mm. Anthony Joshua uh, heavyweight world championship boxing yeah. match. What's the, um, what's the stream quality, Matt? It, it was it was flawless. Um, high definition, flawless stream. Um, I can't really say anything bad about it. It had the Bellator two hundred five card on it. Um, I, it's going to show all the Bellator events. So I'm not sure what you have right now for a, a satellite or a cable or a streaming service. I know right now I pay an extra $5 a month for a mini package to get Paramount. So I'm looking into it right now. So if, if DAZN gets all the Bellator events, um, I can drop that $5 and kind of kick it towards this mm-hmm. and, and stuff like that. But um, If I know, sign up for DAZN, I'm just dropping cable, period, and, and being in one of these cord cutters. Yeah, man, I, I did it about six months ago. I mean, from from um, oh, October to April, um, I'll use a live streaming service like a PlayStation View or um, you know YouTube Red, something like that. Typically, I, I do PlayStation View. It's the the package I get. I think is forty five a month. Um, and then we have Netflix. A friend of ours has Hulu, and we swap passwords. Don't tell them that. <laughs> um, and then, um, you know, everything else, uh, you know, we are, are just free apps, you know, that, uh, that we're able to get like, um, you know, terrarium TV or, uh, although that's gone now, one box HD, things like that. So, you know, with, with internet, uh, 
the live streaming television and, and Netflix, uh, we're at about a hundred bucks a month and I don't wow. have to deal with the cable companies, you know, call them every year and try to negotiate and threaten to leave and yeah, yeah. All, all that horse shit. And then for, you know, six months out of the year from, um, you know, from, you know, May, June, July, August and September, you know, I, I, I cut PlayStation view back and my total bill is only about 60 bucks a month. So I'm really liking it. I'll probably, you know, sign up for the zone and check it out and, uh, you know, and maybe keep it if, if the quality is as good as Matt's saying it is. Yeah. Cause I mean, they have, they have the, uh, boxing super series, matchroom boxing, Bellator. They just added combate Americas. So it's, it's looking like they're, and I'm sure they're going to add more stuff. So, yeah, it, I mean, it was, I couldn't complain about the stream. It was, it was great stream. Um, you know, and, uh, you, you, you use fight TV right, uh, also, right, Matt? No, I have, no, I have, I, cause I used to be an affiliate for them fight, fight TV. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. The fight TV app. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. That, that stream is typically flawless. Yeah. I think I think that the the Dazone one was actually better. Wow, I think it was okay. I think there was a little more color to it. Um, it just seemed like a little bit, more, but maybe that's because I was watching a boxing match in London where there's a lot of blue and a lot of you know like the, the, they do real <laughs> yeah. well with their lighting and stuff like that for mm-hmm. a for a big uh, uh, production that you know historically in European boxing it's always kind of you know it's kind of like watching a KSW event or something. Yeah, or, fight fight was a little grainy to me. I always found because like I watched the karate combat events there, and then uh, when they switched to Fight Pass, I watched the last I watched the last one, the Greece one, in, on Fight Pass. And it looks better on Fight Pass, and then uh, it actually looks better on their own website. By the way, if you guys watch Karate Combat, if you go to Karate.com, all the fights are there. They have the cool HUD. It's like it's like watching a video game that you can interact with. Check it out if you haven't. Yeah, I mean, as far as the streaming services go, and I I don't mean to plug anybody, but I have uh, I've I switched to Sling TV. I got rid of Direct TV, and I have the Sling. Mm-hmm. And um, I wasn't sure initially how I was going to take it, but um, if for a sports fan, now I don't have kids and stuff who I have to you know, necessarily, uh, cater to, but for a sports fan, I get, um, I get access for the access TV fights. I get spy, uh, Paramount. I get, uh, Fox sports one and two. I get, uh, Ooh, Fox sports M- two. <laughs> I, I get NBC, uh, NBC sports network. I basically get every fight. That's a TV broadcast. Plus, um, I get Red Zone for the NFL. I, I know, Wild, that's something you'd be interested in. I get Goal Line. I get SEC Network. I get Pac-10, 12 Network. I get ACC Network. I you get all get the ESPN, ESPN News, I, and you. I get I get ESPN one, two, and News. Okay. Um, I get th- ESPN three. It has the stream that t- directly to their stream for like uh, for like Glory events. Mm-hmm. Um, I pay $60 a month and that includes a 50 hour DVR. So it might be something you might want to look into some of the local channels. I don't get CBS um, because of where I'm at. Uh, they don't carry CBS. So that, that hurts for NFL, but if you get the red zone and, and you kind of know how to work around that um, you can, you can get CBS. I know you can add CBS stream for like $5 a month um, as a standalone, but, but right now I pay $60 for that. Um, for all that. Um, I just signed up for the zone. I have a fight pass, so you know, I'm for about ninety to a hundred dollars. I pretty much have every streaming service that a, a fight fan would ever want, plus plus football and baseball and and you know, and, and most of your uh, and you know, I don't know if you're a basketball fan so much, but they also the Sling also offers the uh, the NBA package. So yeah, it might man, be something. 
Go ahead, man. Sorry. No, I just gonna say it might be something to look into. I don't want to uh, advertise them too much, but I, I've been pretty impressed with their service since I've gotten it. Yeah, I, I actually just uh, just downloaded a couple of uh, APKs that uh, that allow me to watch um, any NCAA football game, any NFL uh, football game. Uh, it's basically like having the NFL network, and if there were an NCAA football network, I would have it. Um, I'll have to send you those links and uh, have you guys check it out, man. They're really cool APKs. They're just, I mean, it takes five minutes. You download it. You got an app on your on your Roku, your Fire Stick, or whatever you got, and you're rocking and rolling. You can watch any any game you want. But with with the zone, I'll probably you know Bellator's been so good to us, man. You know, um, you know we we've gotten to know some of the uh, the, uh, the PR guys over there, and you know Jimmy Smith's a fan of ours, Cutman Matt, and uh, you know I'll probably sign up just to support them and see how it goes. Yeah, that's true too. Yeah, I mean, it has everything's on demand, um, you know. So it, I, I, I don't know. I was impressed with it with the boxing, you know. And I went on and watched a couple other videos. I caught myself watching some cricket, you know. I never knew what the hell cricket was, or, you know. But you know, all of a sudden, I'm watching cricket because it's on the zone, and <laughs> there's people dancing around in the crowd, and it's just a wild scene. But were you um, were you high as shit? No, no, not anymore. Were you in Brooklyn? <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm not Ed's, Greenpoint. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not your neighbor, Ed. <laughs> that we've heard so much about. Uh, but uh, we we kind of strayed away. So, who do you got in that main event? Getting back to Bellator uh, 206. Uh, yeah, you, I'm. Who, who I'm you like, got? I'm like you, Matt. I'm leaning towards Musasi, man. You know, I think I think that those wars catch up to Rory here, and and uh, you know the size advantage that Musasi has, but you know also the experience, man. I was just looking at his resume. Good God, I mean, yeah. You know, yeah. so I'm, I'm leaning towards him, you know, probably, I don't know, unanimous, unanimous decision, maybe. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm I think I'm with uh, Musasi as well. I, I feel, I feel like he just dishes out more damage and, and Rory doesn't seem to wear damage well. Yeah. Think, I mean, you think so. he finishes him, Ed? You know what? Like, cause you know, Rory's nose is broken twice. So I feel like at this point, that thing is not <laughs> I I feel like it's uh, I feel like he might be bleeding through that nose again. I just I just that image of him it's, it's so ingrained in my memory. I was there for that UFC 189 when Robbie Lawler oh, yeah. caved in the center of his face. So I'm just like like Jesus like I, I like I don't. And then he broke it again when he fought uh his last fight in the UFC. I forgot who that was when he kept trying to do the fifty fifty guard roll. Um, Is that Wonder Boy? I think it was Wonder Boy, and it broke again. And it's like, you know, now, I mean, obviously he's been doing well, but Musasi's a heavy hitter, and he's got a pretty good uh, submission game too. So Musasi's, uh, Musasi's just looks like like he's got a, a – I just I, I, when you look at Musasi, it's like you can feel elbows and knees hitting you, you know what I mean? And I just feel like I feel like that's a, 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 a high – he's going to take a lot of damage, and it might be on that nose again. Yeah, I think Musasi's going to finish him. I think he's going to, I, I said in a previous uh, show that that's why I think the, the Walter White tournament becomes a lot more interesting because I think John Fitch against uh, Rory McDonald after, after what Musashi does to him, I think that fight becomes a lot more competitive. If, yeah, that's uh, a good point. You know, I, the, the war, you know, he could potentially take quite, you know, I don't know if he's going to take a beating, but he could. Musashi could put it on him, and uh, you know, in three months we might be seeing him trying to jump back into the welterweight tournament, and all of a sudden, you know, he's he's another step down just from the the wars he's been in. 
You know, who's, so. who's the alternate for that? It's uh, Lorenz Larkin and newly signed Eric Silva. Mm, okay. So that's going to be a fireworks. That fight's going to be a great fight. I don't think either one of those guys will be a, a threat in the tournament in general, um, unless Larkin comes in maybe in the towards the final and and uh, and gets a, a real favorable matchup. But uh, yeah, no, I it's from top to bottom that that's just an exciting tournament and um, probably one of the top five tournaments in the history. Of, well, it's hard to say in the history of our sport, but it's definitely one of the top tournaments we've ever seen, uh, especially at 170 pounds. You know, Ed brings up a good point, man. If 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 Rory's nose gets banged up in this thing, and Larkin goes in there against Fitch, to me, that's a pretty easy win for Fitch. I would bet I would take Fitch in that fight. You know, yeah, the, I mean, you can't count Fitch out. He's he's definitely an imposing figure. Pe- people give him a lot of crap because of uh, you know the fights go to decision or whatever. But I mean, it, there still wins. You know. I think he would have his way with Larkin in the grappling department. I really do. I mean, yeah, I see him, you know. I, I, I agree. I think he, and I think he totally manhandles uh, Silva. If Silva were to somehow get past Larkin, I don't, I don't think Silva would stand a chance against uh, John Fitch or uh, just about anybody in that, in that grand prix, honestly. But um we mentioned fight TV. Uh, I know we're starting to come to the end here, but um, this weekend is also Ryzen 13. Uh, one of the biggest uh, Risen? rising, Risen? Risen, Risen. <laughs> I don't know. How know. To I, I I used to call it Ryzen, but I believe it's Risen. Primus. Yeah, Primus. Primus. <laughs> don't ask me to say Chizia or Kisea or you know. But um, you know this the you know Japan. Uh, coming off the terrible news of, of Kid Yamamoto's passing, I meant to uh, mention that last week. Uh, one of the true pioneers and and uh, legends and and superstars that our sport has seen uh, passed away at 41 due to cancer last week. Um, so I'm curious to see how uh, how Ryzen moves on and, and or, you know he never fought for them, but I'm curious to see what kind of show and maybe what kind of uh, uh, videos and stuff we get we get to uh as a tribute to him yeah uh, i know he was a big uh fan of uh horiguchi uh kyoji horiguchi who's fighting in the actually in the main mm-hmm. event in a kickboxing bout against the young uh freak i mean just absolute superstar uh tension uh nasakawa uh who's an undefeated kickboxer is undefeated in mma and Riz- risen risen um <laughs> and uh <laughs> you know it, it's kind of our typical uh what uh you know, Pride used to do this, or K1 used to do this, where we'd get Don Fry versus Jerome LeBanner and and stuff like that. But I think this is a little bit more evenly matched. Um, I, I think Tension will probably uh, win the fight um, just because he's the natural kickboxer and and somebody who seems like he's on another level than everybody he's ever fought. But um, God, it would be great to see Horiguchi win and and hold up a picture of Yamamoto and and just uh, kind of carry on that tradition for the great Japanese martial artists that, that we haven't really had since Sakuraba. You know, Horiguchi's kind of carrying that torch right now, and, uh, you know, he's done a hell of a job. But this fight right here could make or break uh, Ryzen, and, uh, you know, it could be a great fight. Um, I mean, it'll be great either way. I mean, I think even if, if – even if because it's outside of Horiguchi's uh, wheelhouse or whatever, I mean, we don't know how these guys train, but either way – even if he loses, it's a kickboxing match. It does nothing to his MMA legacy. 
So yeah. did you see what happened to Don Fry when he fought Jerome LeBanner? <laughs> well, yeah, I'm, just, I'm saying now. I, I mean, I don't see it. I don't see it. Like actually, when I saw the, I got the press release. I was just like, really kickboxing? Why are you doing this? But then I was like, okay, it's still interesting just to see. I mean, it's the same as Conor McGregor going to box Floyd Mayweather. You know. It's it's like of course you're stepping out of your comfort zone, but is there something cool about somebody uh, trying to challenge themselves? You know what I mean? Absolutely. Wild. Have you been able to keep up with uh, Ryzen for the most part and, and and those guys' careers? Yeah, I'll be honest. I mean, I know I know obviously tension and uh, tension and 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 Horiguchi and and uh, you know I'm excited for that fight. You know, I saw that I uh, read something on online where Kid Yamamoto apparently he died of stomach cancer, man. Yeah, and, uh, he had been diagnosed two years ago, and he died at age forty-one. That's just crazy, and yeah. uh, you know, taken way too young. So, so yeah, it'd be really cool to see Horiguchi pull it off. But I think, you know, tension's probably too much for him. And, uh, but yeah, for me, I'll be real honest with you. You know, typically, you know, I I probably don't know eighty percent of the fighters that fight on a rising card, um, from card to card. But I watch anyway because Ryzen is an is an event to me. I love the pageantry, the production of it. Um, Hard not to, you know, Lene and you know the the whole nine. You know, this it, it just brings back memories of pride for me, and uh, and that's why I really watch those events. Well, this event, I mean, I'm not going to go through every fight, but um, you know, you got Darren Crunkshake versus uh, Diego Brandau, which okay. should be a a spectacular fight. Uh, yeah. Yuri Prokryak, um, who was uh, the fought, uh, I believe he fought Krokop in the finals of their, their first tournament. He's fighting Jay Kuhn, um, who's, who's been around. Um, Yamamoto's sister is actually fighting Andy Wynn in a, in a rematch. Um, you know, uh, Bob Sapp's fighting, which is nothing more than name, but the, uh, the, the name that's going to draw most MMA fans that, uh, that, in an actual MMA match is we get the return of Mirko Krokop uh, this weekend yeah, against okay. uh, Roke Martinez. So, you know, we talk about Vanderlei. I mean, uh, you know, in, in a, in a matter of 24 hours, we're going to see Mirko Krokop, Vanderlei Silva, uh, and, uh, and Rampage Jackson all fight. And then in two weeks after that, we're going to get Fedor. I mean, it, it's, they can say it's throwback, but these guys are, uh, these guys are front and center even today. So, um, I mean, I, I personally, I'm paying to watch Krokop fight, whether he's fighting, uh, you know, a garbage can or he's fighting Fedor. Hmm. Yeah. So, um, and then, uh, so that kind of rounds out the weekend. I know there's an EBI, there's a Cage Warriors, um, pretty loaded weekend of action. Uh, before you leave a wild, uh we might as well ruffle some feathers on the MMA community.com. How do you see uh Khabib versus uh, uh, Conor McGregor going down? You know, just, just cause that bitch ass Conor McGregor, not hugger. <laughs> I'm leaning towards Khabib. And uh, no, I mean, you know, every, everybody's, you know, that's analyzed the fight has got it right. You know I mean? If Connor can hang in there for a round, round and a half, and clip him with that left hand, it's over. But if Khabib gets him down one time in the first round, he's going to get dragged all the way back to Dragistan. I mean, you, you saw, <laughs> I mean, saw Barboza, man. It was just like 
you know, I mean, <laughs> it just sucked the energy out of Barboza. And in that, you know, in that first round. And, you know, I think he would do the same to Connor. So it's really, you know, can can Khabib close the distance and get in there without getting clipped with that left hand? If he does, to me, he grinds him out. But I don't know, man. His stand-up is just so, you know, I don't know, rudimentary in some aspects that, you know, uh, McGregor could definitely finish that fight. Yeah, I, I mean, I just look back through the history of MMA, and when you have, you know, a, a world-class wrestler and a world-class striker, I it's hard for me not to go with the world-class wrestler. Um, they tend to, you know, all he's got to do is grab him. Mm-hmm. Um, this, you know, Connor has to land a punch and not only does he have to land a punch, but he has to land a knockout punch. And, uh, I mean, I don't see any way Connor gets up off the ground if it goes down there. Um, you know, I might even go out on a limb and say, I think Khabib finishes his fight in the first round. I think, uh, I, I could see him, uh, uh, landing a Kimura or a, a rear naked choke. Um, just just based off of his grappling uh, and wrestling skills, Connor hasn't fought in the cage, and in, in, uh, it'll be two years. You know, it'll be a month less than two years. Um, I, I just, you know, and, and I just I was explaining it to uh, somebody over the weekend. You know, this is Khabib's fight. You know, he be, he becomes the Connor McGregor of you know Eastern European, you know Eastern Europe. If he wins this fight, he becomes a, a multi multi millionaire. If he wins this fight, he you know it's you know he you know I don't know what his how his religion is with it and stuff, but he becomes kind of the hero of a bunch of different aspects of his life. Um, kind of like when Connor was coming up when he fought Mendez. I mean that was kind of the turning point for Connor, where it was put up or shut up. You you know you win that fight, all of a sudden you're a legend throughout Europe and, and Ireland and and the world. And um, I don't think Con- uh, Khabib will reach Connor levels uh, because I don't think he has the, you know, the fan base don't have the, the ability to be as vocal as, as the Irish fans. But, um, you know, I, I just, I just, I, you know, I just don't see him making the mistake of standing. I, I think he takes this fight immediately to the ground and I, and I think he mauls Connor into a, into an early submission. Who you got, Ed? Uh, you know what? I'm going to reserve my, uh, I'm gonna reserve my analysis because I, ha- I have to do a full car, uh, main card breakdown with MMAnews.com. Okay. And uh, I think we're gonna have the guy that does the roundtables on as a as a guest next week. Uh, <clears throat> he sort of confirmed when I spoke to him okay. today, but so I'll probably get into it with him for next week since that's the week of the event. But um, I mean, because I know, and I'll the other reason I'm reserving my judgment is because uh, or my prediction is because um. There's to me there's still uh there's still some unknowns just because of Connor uh, Connor's absence makes me lean towards Khabib but K- Khabib's erect stance makes me lean towards Connor you know what I mean so there's things that I I got to do a little more homework before I make a true pick You're going to pick pick Khabib you're going to pick Khabib <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean that's that's where I'm leaning more towards cuz Khabib is just you I mean he's active and and uh but you know, like I, I picked Alvarez when when he when Alvarez ah. McGregor, I, and uh, I had I had Diaz submitting him for the second time, but uh, that that straight left that's the thing that straight left may not be the straight left we saw. I know you would think boxing would make it more dangerous, but I feel like when you stray away from your we talked about this just before with the with the risen rising uh, kickboxing match, you know what I mean? Like like 
they're stepping outside of stepping outside of what you're used to. Does that improve your skill set or damage it when you return to that thing? So that that's where I'm at. That's why it's I'm kind of like I got to do a little more homework. Let me, Matt, you mentioned uh, you, you wouldn't be surprised if Khabib finishes in the first round. Let me pose this this to you: What if Khabib uh, is able to close the distance early and get that takedown, and it's so easy for him to get it? Do you think he drags this fight out and and puts a beating on him over two to three rounds? Do you think he risks that, or do you do you think he finishes as soon as he can? <sighs> I don't. Okay, now we, you know, other than the 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 Mendez. Okay, we saw Mendez take down Connor. Uh, we saw Duffy on top of Connor in, in Cage Warriors. His losses have been submissions and uh, the Diaz fight. It wasn't like it was a lot of ground fighting when he went down. To me, he looked like a fish out of water compared to the guys he was up against. So mm-hmm. I I don't know if it's. I, I, I mean, I, I guess what I'm asking is, do you think we could see another Michael Johnson fight if he if he gets that takedown easy early? I, I per, perhaps, but I don't. I think Michael Johnson's better at defending submissions, uh, at least from what I've seen, than Connor. Yeah. I haven't really seen Connor defend a submission. Yeah. Anybody, who's, anybody who's really uh, slapped a submission on him or attempted to, I mean, I just don't see Connor rolling out of an armbar. I don't see no, Connor. The, the only escapes, the only solid submission escapes he did was against Chad Mendes when he did the alpha male take takedown to get a uh, mounted guillotine, and he's t- and he spun out of that twice. But that's the that's the closest you get to it. Um, uh, just because I wanted to chime in, I, ma- I made the note so I don't forget it. The the scenario that Wild just put out there, uh, Khabib called it during the press conference. Con- Connor gives up when he's in, he's, he's in he taps. So, yeah, I, yeah, I mean, I see what you're saying as far as maybe if he wants to lay a, lay a beating on him, but I, that's where I could see Khabib losing. If he goes in with that mentality and they have to stand up every round, he opens himself up to, to that shot. And obviously, Connor being a southpaw is, is dangerous to anybody, um, uh, you, you know, even more than somebody just throwing, you know, even like the H-bomb or something. I mean, any of that stuff lands, you're going down. And I just... Uh, I don't think he wants to mess around. I think he's going to take him down, mug him up, take his back, and choke him out. And I, you know, I he he's taking everybody down. But you got guys like Barboza and Iakenta and and Michael Johnson who just, in my opinion, just have much better wrestling and and submission defense. Uh, maybe not Barboza's wrestling, but um, I just, I you know, he, Khabib didn't really go for a lot of submissions in that match, if I recall. Um, but I, I just. I think Khabib just wants to get it done and embarrass him as quick as possible and, and walk out and, and, you know, I don't want to say spit on the guy, but basically spit on the guy and walk away. And, uh, you know, I did, that's how I see it happening. That's, that's not going to go over well in the forum, Matt. I'm just going to, <laughs> Oh, I, you know, I, I'm a Fedor fan. I've heard it all. So I don't, I don't need to, uh, you know, the, the same people picking Connor, are the same people that picked Frank Mir. And, and we know, we know how that ended up with, uh, with Frank Mir. So, um, Hey, I got your back, homie. Don't worry. <laughs> no, I, I know. I I don't mean to bash McGregor. I love watching the guy fight. I haven't picked him to win a lot of fights. I'll, I'll admit, I, I thought Aldo would beat him, and I thought Eddie Alvarez would beat him. Um, the Aldo fight was a fight where it was one punch, and um, it's hard to judge, in my opinion, on that again. If they had a rematch, I certainly don't think it would be a one-punch fight. Um, and I thought Alvarez fought one of the uh, – 
again, I'm a huge Eddie fan, but I thought he came out with one of the worst game plans I've ever seen a fighter come out uh, with in, in a big fight. Um, and he allowed himself to get blasted early. Um, didn't use any of the actual skills that he's used to, to beat some other big name fighters in his fights. So, you know, and as it turns out, you know, I, I've said it uh, several times, McGregor's a great fighter. I just, I, Khabib, when I've seen Khabib fight live, I was at the Barboza fight. I was at the Michael Johnson fight. Um, it, it, kind of like Aaron Pico, you know, when you've seen as many fights as I have and you've seen them up close, there's certain guys that just stand out in, it, to you. And, and those guys just seem like they're on another level than, than other guys I've seen. You know, I've seen McGregor bleed. I've seen, you know, I saw Mendez take him down and, and beat him up for two rounds uh, before, before he eventually lost. But you know, to see a guy go out there and not even have a punch landed on him. I mean, people talk about the Michael Johnson punch. Uh, you know, I can show you instant replays where it's like, if that's all you got in 26 fights, then, you know, <laughs> I mean, I've been hit with more punches than Khabib has, and I've only been in a few fights in my life, you know, and, and I've won them all. But, um, you know, it, it's just, I, I don't know. I, I think that argument with... uh he just seems like he's such another level. Now, if he stands there and dances around and tries to do the chicken dance in front of Connor and, and plays a game, then, then he's asking for his own demise. But uh, I, I just, I've learned that I I'll go with the wrestlers. Uh, uh, you know, I'm not a big, always a big fan of their style cause it can be boring at sometimes, but you know, uh, I just don't, you know, I, I don't know. Unless Connor comes out and throws some wild head kick that catches everybody off guard or something like that, or a spinning back fist, or I don't know. I, I just, I, to me, Connor, uh, to me, Khabib rushes him, uh, gets him up against the cage, does his little trip takedown, and takes his back. And, and to me, it's all over from that point. Well, if McGregor somehow wins, we'll just pink everybody, all his fanboys, for a week and be done with it. <laughs> yeah, if Conor Mc, if McGregor wins and his fans, you know, they should get to celebrate and and you know, I'd, I'll I'll take it on the chin like I did. No, from, no, 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 no. We just pink him, man. It's Glenny can eat it. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. We'll just have like three members. It'll be it'll be me, you, and Sparkury, and uh, <laughs> that'll that'll be the that'll be the. Uh, Oh, I, I gotta want to watch what I say. I don't want to. I don't want to bash any members on the site, but um, <laughs> there's a few members who probably are talking to themselves 90% of the time on there. Um, but with that said, uh, I, I want to thank you for coming on again. Uh, again, you guys, you uh, the website, um, you and, and Splinty. Uh, again, your guys' screen names on the site have been, um, you know, really uh, helpful for me uh, as far as. Uh, uh, giving me an outlet for this and helping me gain a little bit of confidence as far as being, uh, you know, able to come out here and do a show and, and know that people are willing to listen to it and enjoy it. And, um, you know, from day one, whether it was through that HBO contest or anything, you guys have just been, uh, been right there for me. And I want to thank you for coming on and talking. Uh, it's kind of a long, long overdue. We should have had you on earlier in the history of our show here, but, um, you know, again, thank you. And, uh, you know, you want to throw out your plugs and everything. I, I know everything is basically the MMA community, um, whether it's uh, at the MMA community or uh, but you want to you want to throw out all your handles for, for all the listeners. Yeah, absolutely, man. Thanks. For, thanks for y'all uh, having me on. I, I do appreciate it. And it, it is good to see you guys, uh, you know, getting this podcast going and, and uh, being successful at it. I'm I'm proud of you guys. Um, it, you know, in terms of uh, the website it's 
obviously the MMA community.com. Anybody that's looking for uh, MMA discussion and state of the art, state of the art technology and uh, owners that are, uh, res- you know, responsive and, and uh, interact on the forums, um, you know, come, I would encourage everybody to come check us out. It takes about 60 seconds to sign up. Yep. No paid subscriptions, no ads, no bullshit. Uh, just come check us out on, on uh, Twitter. It's at the MMA community and uh, the same on Facebook. And we actually just signed up on, uh, created an account on gab.com, which is uh, a alternative to Twitter. So uh, we're at TMMAC there. So uh, what is that? G- every- gab, G-A-B? Yeah, yeah GAB.com. It's okay. a, it's it's an alternative to uh to Twitter, so I thought I would I don't know uh, about that. <laughs> check it out. So yeah. Okay, cool. Let's Thanks. I just want real quick about the MMA community.com. I don't I'm not a I'm not a frequenter of forums, but the only one I do go to is the MMA community.com one because of how cool everybody is there, including Conor McGregor Nut Hugger. So oh, fuck that. <laughs> 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 But, uh, yeah, so, yeah, good talk. Um, and as usual, our fans can uh, follow us uh, at Combat Hour on Twitter, uh, myself at MMAHawk21 on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, you can follow Ed at Carbazal on Twitter, at Carbeerzal on Instagram. Uh, and that's kind of where we're at, teesprings.com, uh, the MM, uh Coast to Coast Combat Hour with dashes in between each word. We still have our shirts available. You can see that link on the uh, at Combat Hour Twitter. Uh, also in the uh, description here. Timeline in the description here. Um, you know, uh, if somebody were to order a shirt, uh, show some proof, I might uh, I might be willing to uh, add a little special gift uh, from my little MMA memorabilia collection here uh always happy to uh and we'd always be happy to uh you know talk to anybody who wants to support the show um also you get a shout out here on the show there you go (laughs) so uh again thanks for coming on wild uh hopefully we get a uh 230 uh main event announcement here pretty soon and uh until then uh everybody enjoy the uh bellator on uh saturday uh, and then, uh, Ryzen, uh, followed that up a late night on, uh, DAZN and, and fight network, uh, respectively, uh, respectively. So, uh, everybody have a good week and, uh, we'll see you guys later. All right, fellas. Thanks again. Keep up the good work. Peace. Thank you. <laughs>